This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And a very good Thursday morning to you, Marlins Nation. Thanks for rewinding with us. We're all happy here at Marlins Radio. We hope you are today as you wake up on a beautiful, beautiful Thursday morning. Marlins win 2-1 in dramatic fashion. As always, for the recap, here's your radio voice, the Miami Marlins, Kyle Seeloff. Well, if I told you the Miami Marlins completed their 15th come-from-behind win here at Lone Depot Park tonight, and they secured their 16th one-run victory this season, I simply would not be doing it justice what the Miami Marlins just did in this ballgame here tonight. You're listening to the Miami Marlins 10th inning show, and what a wild roller coaster of emotions for the Miami Marlins here at Lone Depot Park tonight playing game two of this three-game series against the San Diego Padres a night after the Padres scored seven times in the final three innings in their final three trips to the plate last night. The Miami Marlins were just down to their last breath here in the bottom of the ninth inning tonight after they struggled so mightily offensively all night long. They find a way to gut out a 2-1 to walk-off win against Josh Hader and the San Diego Padres here at Lone Depot Park tonight. Where do we start in this ballgame? I think you got to go right to the mound. What an incredible performance put together by three different individuals tonight. Braxton Garrett started this ballgame for the Marlins. He went five and a third. He allowed a run on two hits, a walk, and seven strikeouts. Waskar Brazoban relieved Braxton Garrett. He went two and two-thirds innings of perfect baseball out of the bullpen with three strikeouts. Stephen Oker tossed a perfect ninth. Garrett, Brazoban, and Oker combine tonight to face more than the minimum in just two innings. The San Diego Padres, and we've got all the highlights coming up, so forgive me, but they get the homer in the third inning to take a 1-0 lead, and that was it until the bottom of the ninth. But outside of the homer in the third, the Padres sent four men to the plate in the fourth inning. But it was a 1-2-3 first, a 1-2-3 second, a 1-2-3 fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth. I mean, outside of Sandy Alcantara's complete game shutout earlier in the season, I mean, this has, this has got to rank up there, right? I mean, with the best pitching performance of the season by the Marlins, uh, nothing else immediately comes to mind, at least not initially, especially after what we just witnessed here tonight. But... Uh, I mean, I mean, you got to be kidding me. These guys found a way when it seemingly felt like they were buried in the bottom of the ninth inning. Josh Hader coming on for the Padres after the Marlins squandered opportunity after opportunity all night long. They couldn't break through. There was big double plays in this ballgame, and the Marlins find a way to get this win in regulation here tonight. Holy cow. All right, let's get to the highlights Scoreless ball game, top of the third inning. Nobody on, one out, Gary Sanchez at the plate. You can kind of manipulate with your fingers what you're throwing and make that ball move. It can uh, make you a lot of money. However, the Padres have a 1-0 lead, and that's because Gary Sanchez has just taken Braxton Garrett into the Marlins' bullpen. 1-0 Padres here in the third. So that is 
basically all the scoring until the bottom of the ninth. And when I say basically, that was quite literally it. The Miami Marlins got a two-out single in the first. Blake Snell retirement order uh, through the second and the third. Marlins got a leadoff walk and a single in the fourth. But then Yuli Gurriel lined out to right field. And John Birdie bounced into an inning-ending 4-6-3 double play. Marlins got a leadoff single in the fifth before Fortes bounced into a 5-4-3 double play. Marlins had some uh, ducks on the pond in the sixth inning. They could not capitalize. Blake Snell went six innings. Again, Braxton Garrett went five and a third. Steven Wilson tossed a 1-2-3 scoreless seventh inning for the Padres. Nick Martinez... In the bottom of the eighth inning, allowed a leadoff single to Jesus Sanchez, who pinch hit in the eighth inning and faced Nick Martinez for the second time in as many nights. He laced a leadoff single into right field in the bottom of the eighth. Jonathan Davis laid down a uh, sacrifice bunt, and Nick Martinez made a horrific error. Runners were at first and second base with nobody out for the Marlins, trailing 1-0 in the bottom of the eighth. Brian De La Cruz bounced into a fielder's choice, but after Jorge Soler walked... The bases were loaded with one out. The count was 2-0 to Luis Arise. He bounced into a 6-3 double play. The Padres were out of the bottom of the eighth inning. In the top of the ninth, Stephen Okert was perfect. Again, the Marlins pitching staff, simply incredible here tonight. In all but two innings, did they not face the minimum. Incredible. Josh Hader came on for the Miami Marlins, or for the San Diego Padres, I beg your pardon, in the bottom of the ninth inning. He walked Yuli Gurriel. And to me, this is where things were interesting. Joey Wendell was in the on-deck circle for the Marlins. And after Yuli Gurriel drew the leadoff walk, Joey Wendell basically was walking back towards the Marlins' dugout until he was instructed to go hit because Garrett Cooper was in his batting practice top at the far end of the Marlins' dugout. I mean, somebody's got to ask about that postgame. He must have been unavailable. But, um, you know, I'm really curious to to, to hear from Skip Schumacher here. Uh, I wonder if Cooper's sick or hurt or something. But, you know, that's a perfect opportunity to bring up a little thump in the lineup and maybe you walk this thing off with one big swing. But Joey Wendell had to, you know, get back into gear, and he actually went up there and dropped down a beautiful sacrifice bunt that went 1-4. to four. That was Hader to Cronenworth. Yuli Gurriel was at second base. one nothing. Padres lead one out, bottom of the ninth inning. Gene Segura was at the plate. Kim is hugging the line. 3-2 pitch is a shot through the left side. A base hit! A base hit! Soto's on it! Gurriel rounds third, coming to the plate. Throw comes in towards the plate. He's safe! He's safe! Gene Segura ties the ball game for the Marlins here in the bottom of the ninth inning. Oh, what a job by Gene Segura off one of the best closers in all of baseball. That made it one to one. Segura went to second on the throw. And, you know, if Juan Soto could do it all over again, it was a really aggressive send by Jody Reed at third base because Gurriel's foot hit the bag at third. And as soon as his foot was on the bag, Soto already had the baseball. A good throw to the plate. My suspicion is Gurriel, who doesn't run all that well, might be out by a mile. But the throw was terrible. Segura took second on the throw. Gene Segura in a 1-1 game was standing at second base. 
Nick Fortes was at the plate, but before Fortes got a pitch to really clobber, Gene Segura stole third. I mean, it was a gutsy, gutsy base-running decision by Gene Segura, who stole third base. The Padres had to draw the infield in because Segura was at third, representing the game-winning run with one out in the bottom of the ninth inning, Fortes at the dish. Gene Segura's at third. The count is one and one. The Marlins can head home happy. The pitch to Fortes. A ground ball, fair ball, a fair ball. The Marlins walk up. The Padres, they do it. Fortes flying around first. Segura scores. The Marlins walk off the Padres in the bottom of the ninth inning. They played a pair off one of the best in baseball in Josh Hader. These guys are unbelievable. An unbelievable come from behind effort for the Marlins. And Nick Fortes plays the role of the hero tonight. But here in the bottom of the ninth inning after Gurriel draws the leadoff walk, Joey Wendell gets the sacrifice bunt down. Segura with the RBI single to tie it. He stole third, and Nick Fortes just won this, baby. Unbelievable. After the Marlins could not break through all night long, they finally get their chance here in the bottom of the ninth inning, and they walk off the San Diego Padres here in Miami. Holy cow. Holy cow is right, Kyle. Marlins win their 29th game of the season. Just an improbable win. Now, I have a couple of questions, and I know folks are probably listening, and I know you can't exactly answer me. Um, I'd open up a phone line or two. Uh, we saw it on replay. I said it. Did Yuli Gurriel ever touch home plate? I mean, seriously, on the on the, uh, on the the game-winning or the, uh, the game-tying RBI single from Gene Segura, what a potential whiff by the San Diego Padres. Even if you think that his spike might have hit the plate, you got to take a look. If you're the Padres, you've got to initiate a crew chief review because I'm not so certain that Yuli Gurriel's foot hit the plate, and that could have been the ball game for the Padres. I'm stunned that the Padres' video team opted not to take a look at the play. And I mean, it all benefits the Marlins. Don't get me wrong. Just uh, unbelievable. But in the moment, uh, to me, the Padres have got to take a look at that. That was way too close. I'm not so sure that Gurriel touched the plate. I did see a bit of a replay, and it looks to me like it was so close it would have been extremely hard to overturn, but I am flabbergasted that the Padres would not take a look at that play. I mean, that to me, that's that's uh, well, that's inexcusable. I'll leave it at that. But, uh, I mean, it leads to a Marlins win. Fortes with the walk-off game-winning RBI single. Punched the ball down the right field line. Padres infield drawn in. I mean, what a win. You know, for me, you know, I know we had the the, the walk-off home run, the improbable walk-off a couple of weeks ago against the Nationals here, whoever that was. I guess it was the Nationals now, but whatever. But um, you live in the moment, but my goodness, the way things went last night against a really good San Diego Padres ball club, I think that kind of gets lost a little bit. I mean, this Padres team is very good. They're, they're not going to finish, at least to me, five games under 500. Uh, just an improbable, improbable victory for the Marlins here tonight. Uh, I better stop, Burroughs. We'll be here till tomorrow doing this, and we got a 12 o'clock game tomorrow. Uh, totals from this ball game tonight. Marlins beat the Padres 
San Diego, a run on two hits with one error. They left one man on base tonight. Did not have a runner in scoring position all night long again. Padres only sent more than three batters to the plate in two innings tonight. Everything else was one, two, three. For the Miami Marlins, two improbable runs in the bottom of the ninth inning secures the walk-off win. Third walk-off victory for the Marlins this season. Six hits for the Marlins, one man, or uh, one error. Seven men left on base, two for seven with runners in scoring position. They grounded into three double plays. And as uh, sick as that made you maybe feel to your stomach at the time, the Marlins make good on uh, everything that transpired here tonight. For the Marlins pitching staff, they strike out 13. And that means that $325 will be donated to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative to fight against cancer. For every strikeout this season, 25 bucks will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. All right, Kyle, thank you very much. Let's head down to listen to what Skip Schumacher had to say after the thrilling 2-1 to victory over the Padres. Skip, we'll just start there in the ninth. Um, just the way that entire inning unfolded from Guriel drawing the walk, the sack punt from Wendell, I think was the first time off of Hayter since like 2018. Just what did you see from that inning? What would you like? Really good at bat by Yuli to start it off. You know, Hater's tough. Um, that's not who we, I wanted to see uh, in the ninth inning down. Um, really difficult to face him any time, but to walk him off is, you know, pretty pretty special night. But sack bunting off Hater left-left is not easy. That's a nightmare. Um, the way he throws crossfire, um, you know, Wendell had to stick his nose in there to really get that thing down, and, he got a good one down too. Um, Hater's a good athlete, and so it, ha- it couldn't just be just get it down and see what happens. I mean, he he made a good bunt, so a lot of good things. Segura, obviously huge hit, really good base running. Um, you know, being the backside runner, taking that extra bag, going to second, and then obviously with the uh, stolen base at third, sets up that inning with the infield in, and um, a lot of good things happened today in general. Nick obviously had the big hit, but also did a great job behind the plate. Just what have you seen from him, not only from that hit, but the way that he's handled the stuff? Yeah, he has. Um, you know, I had a good road trip. Thought Anaheim, that series was really good. Uh, you know, the bat started to come alive, and he, he caught some really good games in that road trip. Today was exceptional for me because Brax threw his changeup a lot, and you don't really see that too much from him, and credit to Brax that he, you know, this game planning and to our, you know, pitching guys and Stott and Beef and those guys that identified that, you know, that changeup really opened up for him with the cut, with the new cutter. That was probably his top swing and miss pitch today. Um, so, you know, him and uh, yeah, Brax and, and Fortes identifying that and, and going to it was, you know, how we won the game today. One of the reasons why we won the game today. For Braxton, I know that um, he's struggled a lot with the numbers, especially if you look at it the third time through the lineup. But did you see anything additionally that made you want to make the pull there for him? Tatis. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Tatis up a third time through with anybody, honestly. He just um, I don't like him up. So uh, I think that, you know, after he walked Kim, um, it felt like that was the time, you know, just you know, a little erratic and um, that at bat. So it just felt like that was the time to go to a fresh Brazabon. Brazabon was really good. Nice to get him back on track, too. We needed him back. And um, watching him go about it, 25 pitches and 
two innings, something like, I don't know exactly what the amount of innings were, but two and change probably, and um, did did really, really good. That that felt like the first month bra, uh, bras, and uh, we need that version of him moving forward. Back to Segura, the game-tying double to it today, and just the last few games you're starting to see him looking like the gene that you guys were hoping. Just what have you seen from him, and how would you like to see him starting to possibly get something going? Working hard to fight through this thing, and, you know, it's – you know, hard work equals good luck. You hear that all the time. And for him to, you know, see it through and um, get that hit, big hit, got a big hit the other day when they pinch hit or um, intentionally walked Yuli to get to him. So he's had big hit after big hit lately. Clutch player. He's a winning player. And, um, you know, I'm happy for him because, you know, he can, you know, kind of take a deep breath that, like, it's going to turn. And he has to keep believing in that. And we believe it. Um, that's why we keep running him out there, and I think it's. I think um, he, you're gonna see a, the the gene of last year and the years before here in the you know next two thirds of the season. Uh, was, there, was there a message of kind of aggression going into that ninth inning, or was it kind of the guys just seeing opportunities and going for them? Well, you don't want to wait around with Hater. So I mean, he you saw. I mean, Gene hit a three-two slider. I don't know how he made contact. Um, and fouled that pitch off. I mean, the guy's filthy. I mean, he just really is. He's one of the best closers in the game. And um, so, yeah, you you don't want to wait around and just give, you know, really good closers strike one. So you have to, you know, be aggressive in your area. And um, luckily for us, uh, you know, Yuli got on with the leadoff walk. And um, I wouldn't say aggression, you know, was the, uh, you know, just swing at anything, but, you know, inside your area, yeah, we're going to go, we weren't going to take a strike if that's what you're asking. And then, you know, obviously with the big stolen base there, it was just a good baseball play. Oh, Snell, what was he doing in the, when he was on the mountain? I had Snell, I was over there in San Diego, and um, you'll see a guy that has really good stuff all the time. It's just if he throws, you know, enough strikes, and he does, and he did today, and his curveball was really good three two count strike three a lot to us um he had the riding fastball the angle and heater that you know was giving us trouble a lot of weak contact we didn't really hit him hard um except for maybe louie and um you know he he gave us trouble he was really really good tonight um i was glad to see him out of the game so i'm glad his pitch count was where it was but uh you know that was the a really good version of blake snell and you see that a lot you know and uh and he was he was just on tonight with Brazovan, um, I've been struggling the last couple of outings. Looked real good tonight. What differences would you maybe have seen this time around from Brazovan compared to maybe his last starts, maybe some changes he made to his mechanics or just mentality going out there? His direction was really good. That's what they've been working on out there, and um, his direction and his mechanics were just a little bit off. It's just allowing his cutter to be pulled and his changeup not to be uh, the depth that we wanted to see. And so, you know, when you see Brosbon like that, he gets lefties and righties out. We need him. I mean, we've missed him, uh, I'll be honest with you, you know, because he, he gets in any single pocket because left, right, it doesn't matter. He'll get him out. So, um, you know, you're allowed to have a hiccup, you know, a few week hiccup in this season. He had one, and uh, I think he's worked through it, fought through it, and credit to our pitching guys and analytic guys to identify what was going on. And but it's up to the player to like want to figure it out, and he wanted it to figure it out, and he, he did. And that was a really good, uh, really good outing by him. And hopefully he can, you know, move forward with it. Um, Skip, tonight your pitchers combined for one walk the whole game. Um, how how do you like that seeing from your team uh, compared to the last couple of days, last couple of games where you had um, more walks, but today um, only giving up the one walk? 
well, the difference in yesterday and today, right? Four walks, four runs scored. Well, you know, one and stolen bases. Today was one walk, um, one stolen base, and they scored a run on a home run. I mean, it's you ha you have to throw the ball in the zone, let our defense play, and see what happens. Take our chances there, and they did a really good job. San Diego is really patient. I mean, it's a good hitting team, and we're not the only one that has you know had trouble throwing strikes or you know keeping them um, you know, off the bases via the walk. So they're a very patient team, professional hitting team over there, and um, that's why Brax did such a good job of you know getting soft contact when he needed it and keeping them off the bases and we didn't we didn't hurt ourselves tonight which you know why we won a 2-1 game all right let's listen to what gene segura had to say had the big hit that drove in the tying run then stole second he had a heck of a top of the ninth we got a chance to catch up with him on the field after the victory all right kyle thank you very much gene i guess let's first walk me through the at bat what did you try to see there with hater i just trying to get on time you know heard is one of those guys that got some electric possible you know, I faced him before. Uh, it's one of those guys that had to get early, and, uh, you know, put a bat by myself and uh, put it in play and think it happened. Did Skip tell you to go there and steal second? Was that on your own? What did you see there? I was in my own. I know he was slow to a play, and I'll take that chance. And how does it feel? Just obviously a, a huge comeback win here, but late in the game, how does this one feel? I mean, this game is a grinder, you know. Just keep going, keep going forward, keep playing hard. Uh, it's a long season. Uh, we play such a great baseball, and I know we're leaving so many people in the base the last two nights, but you know, that's the beauty of the game. Sometimes you're not getting it done, and when you think you don't have any shot, that's the game. Great job tonight, Gene. Thank you very much for the time. All right, thank you. All right, Kyle, back to you. All right, we are right back at it for the rubber match, a 110 first pitch from Lone Depot Park, which means I've got Marlins on deck at 1240. We hope you can join us. Thanks for rewinding with us. Let's flip the M together, Miami. This is the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.